Easy man, how's it going? Ho ho ho, festive greetings, my friend. Oh, hey, you're looking super duper <laughs> festive. Um, I did my best to make an effort. More like a business elf than anything. Uh, anyway, you're on, the I, naughty li- you're on the naughty list. I see over there. Always, always on the naughty list. Um, <laughs> so I am Brains live from the Brains Cave, and it is Christmas time. Indeed, it is. I am Phonetics over here with a nice festive background for a change, and I'm also moonlighting as one of Santa's. Uh, Reindeer, in case that wasn't obvious to anyone watching the YouTube video. <laughs> got a glowing Santa, that's about the best I could go with. But he's... Oh, I hadn't noticed that until you mentioned it. That's, that's nice. No, I like it. <laughs> uh, how's it been though, man? You've been enjoying the run-up to Christmas? Oh, it's kind of crept up, hasn't it? I don't know, does that make us sound really old and cliche saying that? Like, it, it does just kind of creep up on you. I can't believe it was it like the 20th of the day and we're just like, it's like oh, it's Christmas in a few days. I, I've, I've found, since I watch less telly, um, you you don't get it forced down your throat with yeah. like all the adverts constantly. And then when it does come along, it's not as annoying and it's really nice. I really kind of get down with yeah. it now just because I haven't been like had Mariah Carey pushed into my ears 18 times a day through adverts. Happy days, man. That's probably a, that's a fair point that is actually. Although I was gutted because I, I did um, I, I, on a rare occasion turn TV on earlier and noticed I'd missed the uh, annual Mickey Bubble festive special on ITV. He's, they've thawed him out. He's he's fully defrosted, and he was singing last night. And I missed it. I love a bit of Mickey Bubble. Nothing oh, like that gets me oh, quite oh. in the mood, you know, as, as, as a bit of Mickey. Uh, he's all right. I don't mind Mickey Bubble, but the Christmas thing, I think it's just a bit like it annoys me because you know he's singing it like his own way, and you're expecting it to hear one way because uh, you know the original, and then you got the Mickey Bubble. I'm going to do some vocal gymnastics or whatever he does, or just changes it a little yeah. bit, and it's like ah, oh, oh, no, I prefer the original. I just again. I don't want to be too Christmas Grinchy because I say I'm I'm a lot more down with it than I used to be. Believe me, um, I am I am indeed. Um, but yeah, and heard any good Christmas garage this year? Have I heard any good Christmas garage? Oh, always, mate. Always. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was recapping because I, I I did a festive mix last year actually of a load of my favourite Christmas garage tunes. Um, I was recapping that earlier. I've actually I've got it I've got it open on YouTube in front of me at the minute. Uh, but there's a few on there that like I haven't heard this year, which is a bit disappointing. Um, I, th- I think like certain ones kind of come out of the box every year, and like we like uh, parodied one a couple of years back. I don't know if it's two years back, three years back. I'm losing track of losing track of time. I think I think it's it was two three years, years back. Two years. I think because he he did because he did it as like a time limited download. I think a lot of people missed it, and like as a result, like when everyone kind of cracks out their Christmas garage, it doesn't get enough love. You got you know, it's the the, uh, the Chris Brown. Um, this Christmas and he did the two-step version of it it was wicked oh is that Chris Brown oh god yeah now I like yeah, it I mean, a lot less <laughs> in an ideal world obviously you'd probably take the original right but I'm assuming he couldn't get hold of the acapella for that but could get a Chris Brown one but it works it works well I know you know Par- I know Parra personally is, is he's quite a big fan of um, Chris Brown so I guess it makes sense he would get on board with that but uh, yeah no, I've, I, my, my side at night actually um is, is doing all right at the moment. I've got playlisted on this cocktail, this festive cocktail jazz um, playlist on Spotify, and it's like outstreaming everything else I've ever recorded put together um, by an absolute mile, which is kind of trippy. Um, shows, I don't know, there's, there's definitely a demand there for Christmas music, even if no one gives a monkeys about a garage. That's it, do one a month <laughs> next year, that's fine, 12 Christmas tunes. By the time you hit Christmas, you'll be have a whole Christmas album. Al- I'll be the new Mickey Bubble. I, I think it was Impact. Impact was referring to me as the, the, the Michael Bublé of, of UK Garage last year when I sent him uh, the, uh, the, one, the one we did last year. 
too good. I don't have you, have you got a personal personal favourite garage Christmas garage track? I, I was sitting there thinking, oh, you was bangable as Michael Michael Burble for that. That's why I'd smash it. I'd smash it. Um, have I got a personal favourite? Um, I mean, I, I completely completely forgot about that power rhythm until you mentioned it, and I'm absolutely gutted because what a tune. Um, you know, I really like the ones you've done over the years. Um, the, the 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 one you did with Harsh, obviously. Uh, the last, last Christmas, Christmas refix was, was real, real nice. And then the remix to come out <laughs> again after that was wicked. Um, this year on my right, so I did a Christmas radio show this weekend, just gone. And I I just, I thought I've got to put at least one or two Christmas songs in there. Obviously Silent Night went in there. Um, standard. Yep, it's standard. And, uh, and so I went and looked <laughs> back at my uh, collection and Majestic put out like a Home Alone bootleg kind of tune did he called Filthy Xmas and it's and it, it, it I mean look, big up Majestic but yeah the, the drop's a bit of a just a shitty beeline drop so it weren't I weren't kind of like but I'm like you know what I'm going to kind of play with that so I um, I played that as my first tune and then just kind of dropped another tune in as it, as it drops and it kind of it's just like Merry Christmas you filthy animal as it drops and then it goes bang <laughs> in the next tune and it's, yeah so so that was the main one that got a spin from me I wouldn't probably put it as my favourite and the like, I used to play the Q the Q remix he did but it was obvious that's a bit more kind of housey really isn't it that all I want the for Christmas Carey is Q one. yeah I t- I Nothing wrong with it. I, 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 it's almost. Um, I mean, I've got no problem with kind of subtle Christmas tunes either. I tried to kind of be a bit subtle with the Silent Night one this year. Um, the, the Q kind of remix of Mariah Carey is quite subtle. Like if you don't hear the intro and then you just hear the main body of the tune, you almost wouldn't make the link. It's that subtle, isn't it? Oh, you got to play um, it from the start. That's the only way. You, it's the only oh, way yeah, it's any it. use. Otherwise, you you wouldn't know it. Otherwise, would you? I, there, there's nothing wrong with it per se. But like, I, I think because it's so, so, it's just it's not quite on the nose enough for me. Do you know what I mean? I, I just. Yeah, it's a set start, mate. It's a set start. If you're doing a, it's a set start for sure. You can bang it out. Do you know the one that always stands out for me? And and like you wouldn't necessarily typically think of it as a Christmas tune unless like you're a Harry Potter fan, which my wife is. So I've seen the Harry Potter films many times. um, Is is the Todd Edwards remix of Lacrimosa? Um, because like that tune is obviously like that that kind of choir. It's kind of got Christmassy vibes to it. You don't necessarily associate it unless you've seen it on a Christmas film, right? And then Todd Edwards did his thing of it, and it's just like I don't know. It's just to- only Todd could do what he did with that tune, and it just it just always makes me smile. It's just a nice one as well because it's like it's a bit it's subtle, but it's still there. Do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, you've got like the Pud ones as well, were wicked, but they were well on the nose, weren't they? You're like walking in the air and Winter Wonderland and stuff. I love those. Yeah, I got. Like, all, I think every tune that we've mentioned is in that festive mix. So if anyone's feeling particularly festive <laughs> and wants a festive, a terrible festive garage mix, go on my website and you'll find. You're, you're, re- you're really selling there. it, mate. Terrible festive garage mix. <laughs> it's definitely a quiet. It's an acquired taste, isn't it? I accept that. You know what I mean, I, you're either gonna love it or hate it. So I haven't given you just enough bonus points for your for your effort on the uh, on the outfit, mate. Is like, is it a snowman or a reindeer? Is it Rudolph? It's Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I so I, I've got like this ring toss game that we always play with the kids at Christmas. Um, so that's not actually part of this outfit. If I took that off, you can actually see it's got like little antlers on it and little Rudolph nose there and little Rudolph eyes. So it's a bit more obviously a reindeer outfit. It's, it's like, every, yeah, it's, so every time you kind of bend over, right, you've got like the brown ring going around your head. You need to watch the video if you're not watching the video on YouTube. This, if you're <laughs> audio only, this is completely lost on you. But the kind of brown ring <laughs> on the head, it looks like when you see a typical kind of the Middle Easterns in the Jesus scene where they've got like, you know, a, a headscarf on with like a, a rope tying it around the top. So it's literally you look, I keep th- thinking three wise men. I don't think reindeer. I'm yeah. thinking three wise men. 
You I, now you said that I can. Now I can you're fading there. Stop. I'm, I'm going to stop. I might tilt my camera up a little bit just to try and kind of phase <laughs> that out a little bit. No, I tell you what though, I'm sweating my tits off. I know you gave me props for the uh, the Halloween costume when I was dressed as Batman, and, and obviously I put in a bit of effort there. But I feel, if anything, this probably deserves more credit because I'm like 120 degrees right now. I'm going to be. By the end of this episode, I'm just going to be saturated. <laughs> oh, just turn the heating off, mate, and then you save a few quid. Happy days, right? <laughs> good shout, good shout. Could yeah. do with it this year as well, man. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Don't, uh, let's not get started on the on the cost of energy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's definitely the wrong direction to take this. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bulb customer, if you was interested. Uh, anyway, so so we normally do our top three tunes uh, every every month and then go through kind of the best of the rest, as we call them. Uh, so we've decided this show we're going to bang out our top 10 in a kind of rapid fire style because we've got so much to talk about today in this Christmas special episode so we're deviating a little um, but we still want to know talk about the latest and greatest of what's going on in Garage so are we all good to go one one for one Rob do you want to kick it off for the, uh, the, the, well, the top 10 rundown do you know what mate being that we're doing things differently why don't you start for a change because I always go first go on oh, you take the lead this oh, time I'll oh. follow up Bold, bold. All right, let's do it. So my first pick for Hot Garage this month uh, is Stepping by BWK Project. So this one is due out on Downplay. Not released quite yet, but a banging little number from from BWK. Uh, And always love what's going on on Downplay. Wicked, it's got a proper Steve Gurley vibe to it, hasn't it, that one? And there's a remix on there as well, right, by someone? Yeah, yeah, Re- Remix is pretty decent, actually. I'd, I'd recommend checking it out when you get a sec, but um, yeah, yeah, we'll come to that next month. Um, <laughs> I'm going to kick off I'm gonna kick off completely shamelessly also with, with one of my own. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's my two-tracker, on uh, which is out now on GS Dubs, uh, the lead track, Don't Be Afraid. Uh, it kind of fuses my jazzed-up sound with kind of some subtle inspiration from Grant Nelson, and um, yeah, go check it out if you haven't heard it. Nice one. My next one's on Strictly Flavor, and it's a track called Honey by Oculist. And it's just a nice, chilled two-step number, top Strictly Flavor vibes as always. Uh, big up for that one, big up Strictly Flavor, big up Oculus. Vibes, vibes. Uh, next up, I have got MPH and Logan with Set Trends. It's available now on 140. It is gritty, hits hard, but it's also really smooth because uh, it's MPH. You know, it's got that high-level production. It's just, it's just rounded and it's nice, and I like it. So wanted that one in my list. My next one's a bit of uh, what I'm going to call swing garage. So, a guy called Cat Jam has released a tune called Catmandu, the VIP mix, and it is. It's got a bit of swing in there and uh, it's a banging two-step bit. Check it out, man. Uh, next up, I've got Riser T uh, with Galaxy on Co-op Presents. It's taken from her new EP. It's quirky, it's soulful, uh, it makes me feel warm. <laughs> Inside, not in the trouser area because you had too much to drink. Okay, <laughs> next one for me is uh, by a guy called Saluk. Don't know who knighted him, but he's uh, he's knighted, and this tune is called You Bumpy Four Four Number out of nowhere. Uh, feeling this one, big style, big up salute for that one. Uh, next up, I have got another downplay release. Uh, it's uh, a track called Earth. It's taken from the new EP by Sidestep. Uh, it's a gritty, bass-heavy Wampa. Uh, it's kind of got shades. It kind of reminds me of like some of the Wisota stuff that was out several years back. But and I mean that as a massive compliment because I'm a huge Wisota fan. But it's yeah, it's a, it's a slick production, nicely done. We got the bizzle each and every. My next pick is by Murix, and it's entitled Riding the Night. This is from his fresh album on 83 Records 
and it's just one of the picks off of there. It features tunes from all uh, over the past couple of years, um, and this is a brand new one that's uh, album only. Check that one out. And that's a prime example of why we should have compared our lists before we went on air, because my next selection is Secret Weapon by Murex, which is also taken from that album. Uh, was the standout track for me, um, it's just all about that bass line. That bass line just gets in your head. Uh, but yeah, it's a strong release. So uh, big up, big up Murex, big up 83. Nice. Uh, so my next tune is by someone called The Neptunes, but it's K-N-E-P, and it's called Trust Me. Uh, you just gotta just go and check this one out, man. It's quite chilled, um, but it was one of my favourite ones this month. Uh, big up the Neptunes for that. I feel like you missed out on a potential wordplay there. You, you know, go check it out. Trust me. Like, yeah, it's there for the taking, and you you just you, oh. don't don't want to steal your material, Rob. Don't want to steal your material, mate. <laughs> I try to distract everyone from this terrible outfit. Uh, <laughs> next up, I've got um, Poolside Convo with a track called Anyone Else But You. Um, I love Poolside Convo. I always take the opportunity to, to plug them on here, don't I? Because I, I feel like they need more love. It's smooth, forward-thinking music, um, and it's just brilliant. Always makes you think of Majestic Casual. Um, that old YouTube channel. I guess they're still just doing big things now. My next one, Changing Phases. We're talking about these guys all year. Uh, the new one is Can You Feel The Love? And it's just the same high calibre that you're going to come to expect from Changing Faces forever now. Uh, yeah. All, all yours all yours to do with what you will it's brilliant that one uh, I've also got another soulful one next on my list uh, it's by Ben Brown uh, it's called Rio Carnival uh, and it's the Dr Nick remix oh that's a bit of a tongue twister the Dr Nick remix of Rio Carnival uh, it's just soulful jazzy goodness wicked stuff go check it big up Nicholas been a while man I hope you're cool my next one's by Livesey and it's entitled Basque and it's a bass heavy banger mate just check check this out. Love a bit of Livesy when when it's uh, when it's out and uh, yeah, feeling this one this week. Yeah. Uh, next on my list, I've got the Frankie Wah remix of Love Tonight by Shouse. I think I'm saying that right. Shouse. It's House with an S in front of it. Shouse. Uh, it's available now on Hell Beach. Uh, one word. It's just epic. I have nothing else to say. It's just epic. Just if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. It's just epic. Fantastic. Spanish vibes back once again on the next one. Breaky goodness from Hankook and Ace Diaz. Love both of these guys uh, on their own and when they're together, they're, they're sick also. This tune's called Armour and just just it's, it is uh, just a rhythm, solid. It is solid like Armour. Check it out. <laughs> you called out Spain, didn't you, as the UKG capital of the year I think last year was the phrase you used UKG country think, of the year was Spain last year yeah. the, I, don't, I don't think I've heard a track out of Spain this year that I haven't loved like they're just routinely smashing it all of them definitely so prop, props to Spain props to all you guys man uh, next up on my list I've, I am denied about this one because it's actually not out and I'm sort of always a bit reticent to plug things before they're out but it's out I do believe next week some point so go check it out when you get a chance it's called Get Me Down uh, it's by Baker and it's available on Big Boy Beats it's slightly different for Baker uh, it hits a little bit harder than the ones we've talked about in the past but it's equally brilliant it's a stepper with kind of a subtle shade of disclosure influence I feel in it it's, it's, it's nice it's nice I'll say no more I don't want to ruin the surprise <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a wicked tune um, big up Baker my last pick uh, we've got Digital Koala collabing with Albzy. Uh, he, he does he does Leng the way we love Leng. I love a bit of Leng from from Digital Koala, and this one's entitled Astro. Uh, Leng it down, fam. Check that out. Hey. 
Legantastic, I think, is one of your favourite expressions. Uh, perfectly appropriate in this in this context. Uh, last uh, last but not least, I'm going to be shameless and plug my new one with BWK Project, No Worries All Good, which is out now on Strip Flavour. It's like a fusion of jazz step with um, bass-heavy, delinquent-inspired vibes from the lost years. Uh, and it's getting a lot of spins at the moment, so big up everyone that's playing it. If you haven't heard it yet, rectify that at once, you amateur. <laughs> Can I get away with saying that? Fuck it, I said it. Uh, too late now. We made it. We got all the way through, mate. You know what? You're roasting in that outfit. I'm out in my garage with no heating and I'm literally shivering. <laughs> I'm trying to not twitch because it's so cold. Mate, <laughs> if I'd thought about it, we could have switched switched seats for this, couldn't couldn't we? You know, that would have suited me down to a TV in a cool garage. I've actually probably t- TMI to share, but I've actually had to remove the bottom half of my clothing because the top half of me is so hot. Um, I was worried, you know, if I, had I not done that, I would have just ended up like the snowman at the end of the Christmas film. You know, I've just been a puddle on the floor over here. And for more on that, subscribe to In the Garage After Dark. <laughs> 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 Wicked things, man. Right. So, so, so this year has obviously been amazing for music. Um, you know, it, the, it, there's always new school that, that, that we fish out the best we can. And, and we know that 2021, everyone's been locked up for the past 18 months to, to two years, and they have just been in the studio making fire. Um, we've obviously got a lot of friends of the show, uh, a, a, lot, a lot more friends with Rob than they are with me, so luckily he's the, he's the <laughs> nice guy, I'm the miserable one. Uh, we, we reached out to, to some of our uh, show, friends of the show and favourite artists to, uh, to ask them for, for their pick of the year. Um, have you had a preview of any of these yet, Rob? I must admit, I was like a kid at Christmas and I couldn't wait. So I unwrapped all of them and had a cheeky listen. I know you've been good. I know you've been good, even though you're on the naughty list. You've been good and you've not listened to any because you, you wanted to be surprised on it. I've had a listen and it's, it's a real interesting, I mean, there's some, you know, all strong selections and it's a real interesting mixed bag. Uh, and I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil the surprise. I, I suppose let's just get into it and see, see what everyone's saying. So, I mean, this is, this is a first because we've got to operate audio and visuals here um big up everyone that's watching watching the uh, the video playback of this one definitely gonna gonna enhance it a little bit so let's just jump into to our first our, our first i can't say phone call but our first shout out from uh, from bwk project hold tight hi this is bwk project and my track of the year 2021 I ain't gonna lie, it's been a very hard pick because there's been such solid music this year, but for me, it's gotta be 90s Baby by Wolfie D. Um, it's just got that old school flavour, um, the M1 organs, um, the catchy vocals, mate, it's, it's just a vibe throughout. So, yeah, big up Wolfie D on that one. 90s Baby, my track of the year, 2021. Oh, nice one for that BWK. Wolfie, Wolfie's done big things this year, man. Wolfie's done, do you know what? He's done really well to dispel, there's, there's this kind of myth, I see it, I see it all the time on social media when people are talking about Garage and, and, and there's this, this thing that gets said often that I've noticed about how you've got to be making club ready, bass heavy 4-4 to get anywhere. Um, and, and I think in large part that's, that's true, like a lot of the artists that are doing really big things are making that kind of bass heavy 4-4. 
So it's great to see someone like Wilfie come along and completely turn everything up on its head. Doing his doing his own thing, right? Just he's basically kind of making that kind of retro throwback two-step, doing it to a real high level and getting props for it. And, and fair play to him. I always think um, I don't know if this is fair to say because I've got a feeling you're familiar with the Sweet Dubs, probably from the Uptown days, right? Whenever I hear a Wilfie D track, it always it takes me back to Sweet Dubs. Like for anyone who doesn't know about Sweet Dubs, go look them up. If you can find anything of theirs on the net, I don't know how how readily available it is, but it's brilliant. It's a sim similar kind of vibe to Wilfie. I love that he's kind of. I don't know whether he's knowingly kind of replicated what they were doing or if it's just they just happen to be on the same wavelength but I love that that's there and doing the business so props wicked wicked pick man alright let's go into the next one um, we're definitely both fans of this guy um, Mr Shinji Fuji Merry Christmas phonetic son and brain son this is Shinji Fuji a UK garage truck maker from Japan I'm honored to have the opportunity to introduce my favorite tunes in In the Garage podcast Christmas special. But it was really hard to select from a large number of tunes released in 2021. Let me introduce my favorite three UKG tunes released in this year. The first one is On the Block by DJ Swagger, released in January from Time Is Now Records. This track is a stylish 4x4 UKG track. Lapping bass in this track is so effective in making groove. Nice one, Shinji. Is that your favourite from that EP? No, but I'm so glad he shouted out Swagger because I, I really feel like, and, I, and I, I said to you at the start of the year, didn't I, that I didn't feel Swagger gets the props that he deserves. It's so nice to hear somebody and, and it's nice to hear somebody from the other side of the world uh, giving Swagger props as well. Uh, and I, I, I think his comment about the, how effective the slap, slap bass is, is is spot on as well because that's the first thing I think when I when I think of that tune. Uh, is, is that the EP? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the EP that's also got Don't Call Me on it? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. That's the yeah, one I was thinking that's, of. That, that's, that's definitely my, my pick of, of that EP. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Swagger, you know, with, without fail, he always delivers, doesn't he? That's because that's Chinji's yeah. playing, playing to them big audiences with a, with, with a big bass, mate. That's when we're, we're, we're grooving in our yards. You never know. It could be that. Do you know what? I was going to say to you, like, because obviously I've listened to the selections and I think when you listen to what everyone's picking, you can, you can almost gauge who's playing out a lot based on what they've picked. Because I think certain tunes you only get a real good feel for when you're in a club, right? And you kind of, you kind of need to see, hear them out and see the reaction to them to really kind of gauge it. And that then affects how you nostalgically link to that tune. And yeah, as you say, Shinji's obviously played that one, seen it go off and, and another one. Just, just for the avoidance of any confusion, we are going to drop in back into Shinji's other picks throughout. Uh, but we decided to split those, didn't we? Because we've got a number to get through. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's see what Baker's got to say. What's up, Garage Heads? It's Baker here. And my top track of 2021 is the Higo remix of a Style OG track entitled Oh Lord. It was released on the 19th of February under the 3-beat label, and it has pretty much been in every single one of my private Spotify playlists since it was released and helped me on many a commute to work. Difficult choice. I've got to say that Renoir Shy was probably my second choice, but this track, I, I just imagine standing me on the decks in a proper dirty underground rave and starting the set with it and knowing as soon as it drops the crowd are going to bust an instant skank anyway thank you very much for all your support this year and large up to phonetics and brains for all their support hopefully going to bring you a few more bangers in 2022 so have a great christmas and new year everyone and i'll catch you on the other side oh, 
Christmas week today. Big up, Baker. It's, uh, yeah. it, do you know what? If I was going to pick a, a Higo track or remix from this year, I, I probably wouldn't have picked that one. Um, I, I think he's done, but subjectively, from my perspective, there, there are tracks he's done that are better. But that, yeah, I agree with what he said. It's a wicked vibe. And I think it, it treads a real nice balance. It's kind of got those jazzy tones to it, but it's it, it, it's well suited to the underground. It's got, you know, obviously it's style OG in it. It's got that vocal. So it, it kind of hits on a number of levels. It's a wicked remix. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he mentioned it because uh, yeah, I, I playlisted that the second it came out. And I've been listening to it on the regs. Yeah, I definitely. I've definitely give that one a spin this year. Uh, it's you know, this is why we wanted people to to, to send in their their voice notes with with their favourite tunes of the year because everyone's going to have a different opinion, right? Um, get that yeah. diversity in. Uh, thanks for taking the time, For Baker, sure. and can't wait to hear what you've got coming next year, mate. Indeed, mate. All right, let's step into the next one from Falcon Knife. Merry Christmas, everybody. Fork and Knife here to tell you about my favourite tune of 2021. That'll be LR Groove's Silverback, because it's a funky banger. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you we talked about this Yeah, time, we talked about you? this one, yeah, mate. Yeah. I remember I, I, I did my best to, to surprise you with this when we dropped it in. <laughs> um, I think you, you erroneously assumed that I wasn't going to like it. You assumed it would be too lengthy for me, didn't you? Hey, do you know, it, it kind of reminds me of... Um, do you remember when MJ Cole was kind of going through that that little period where he was doing quite bass heavy, kind of funky inspired stuff? Yeah, it reminds yeah. me a lot of a lot of that, and I liked a lot of that, man. I liked that there was a time where like garage wasn't, it was it, everything was like really molded. It, it, it was like a real bastardized scene. There wasn't like a garage. I don't know what I'm trying to say that like, everyone was just making this kind of quirky off off the wall bass heavy music and yeah it reminds me of that time it's yeah that was kind of that was like that was around like when future garage was kind of coming out because everyone was just making all different stuff that you just put into this weird umbrella of it's future garage um you know but yeah i mean that 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 tune by lr groove um uh is wicked okay i i love that one this year uh great shout thank you falcon knife um next up we've got uh one coming all the way from russia Hi, this is Vaden from Russia, St. Petersburg, and my favorite track of 2021 is Homeless Dub by YUQT. Massive shout out to Fanatics and Brands. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, that that one's that one's an interesting choice. I mean, that's obviously obviously Vaden. You know, we know Vaden plays out constantly, right? Because you see like his, his uploads on socials, and he's a busy guy. That's obviously one that really goes off for him. Uh, it's a track that's been remixed countless, countless times, and like, there's almost a part of me that kind of turns off the second I realise that anyone's remixed Crystal Waters because it's been done so many times. But like that, that version is cool. Like they've, they've just they've, they've done it. I, I feel like it's not often you, you take a classic track like that and you can be like, oh, they've done it justice. But yeah, why you cutie done 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 a really good job there, and it's obviously resonating with the Ravers so um, yeah fair play this is where I definitely should have gone back and listened to all of the picks and listened to them first so that I could refresh my memory on them. <laughs> 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 I've definitely got that Crystal Waters refix in there um, I don't know if I've played it out um, but you know why? You... do you know what go on it's not it's, again it's not an obvious one that I would have that I would have thought of but as you say that's that's why we've asked different people to get their different it's, it's cool to see the different perspectives it's, it's perhaps one that I maybe didn't rate highly enough and then like Vaden sent that through and I went back and listened to it I was like yeah no no he's got a point, point there. sometimes you need someone to give you a little nudge and something don't you maybe it's one of those ones uh, yeah I mean it's worth just bringing up why you cutie anyway 
Next pick, we're going back. We're going back to Shinji Fuji. Here we go. This is Shinji Fuji. The second is The Grass Ain't Always Greener by Rocket Dubs featuring Nikki Louise. Released in September from Diva Records. This piece is relatively slow tempo, but it has a nice groovy feeling and danceable. Yeah, I mean, it's. I like that he, like obviously in his selection there, he's, he's gone down, a, he's picked something from that, from that kind of garage house arena, right? Because it's a very different vibe to his first selection. Uh, Rocket Dubs, I will sing Rocket Dubs praises until I die. I think they're massively. I don't want to say underappreciated because they have got a big following, but I feel like there are people outside of that kind of niche garage house fan base who probably would appreciate Rocket Dubs, um, but maybe don't give them the time of day because it doesn't fall into their kind of niche subsection of garage. Am I making sense? Like yeah, if, you, yeah. if, you're, if you're really into if you're really into that kind of bass heavy, like harder four four sound, you might like overlook Rocket Dubs, but um, really would strongly recommend not overlooking Rocket Dubs because you've got. Like Dell is a legend, right? He's a legend for a reason, and, and Jay Fresh is his top man. Got a lot of knowledge, got some skills. Put them together, and they always, always deliver without fail. Yeah, I, I, it's, he's 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 one of them ones where I mean, he, I, Jay Fresh hasn't he doesn't send me them beat, and I haven't seen them on on my usual places that I get music. So I've I've slept on a lot of Rocket Dub stuff. It's something that I know I need to go back and refresh my memory on, which is bad on my part. I think it. And I, th- I think it goes back to what we've said before about like a track source being like the arena for Garage House, right? And you shop on Juno predominantly. You've, you've made that very clear several times, right? Mm. So if that is the case, there is scope that you might not necessarily hear it. And I don't know. I, I don't think you're to blame for that as such. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a shop choice, isn't it? And it has repercussions. Even like I did, um, I did my, my monthly charts on the, on the download sites um, last week. And I wanted to do like a recap, much like we, we did, you, we're, we're going to do with the award ceremony, right? So I made a list of 20 tracks that I wanted to shout out. And then every site that I posted the chart on was completely different because every site has a completely different selection of those tracks available. Um, like we said before, just seems seems mad, but it is what it is. Well, big up, big up Jay Fresh and Della. Um, indeed, indeed. It's been many years since I've seen Jay Fresh. We used to cross paths on a pint every now and again, but... Um, Hope all's good for you, mate. Let's get on to the next one. Next guy, ah, uh, he's he's done he's done some nice tracks this year. Um, we got Mr. D Tune sending something in. Yo, this is D Tune. 2021 has been an amazing year for Garage, but I'd have to say my top track of 2021 is the CB remix of Hadouken by Crankhead. Oh, I called that one out, didn't I? You liked that one at the time when it was released. I remember you saying, "Yeah, no, it's a good shout. It's a good shout." Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, it, I, you know what? I mean, CB, I've said it at the time when we talked about that tune, top talented uh, producer, massively underrated. And that was kind of one of his, I don't, I'm not going to say his first proper release, but he put a lot of stuff out for free on Bandcamp. And uh, yeah, that Hadouken tune was wicked. Um, yeah, and it's nice that, that D Tune's putting it up at number one. It's uh, interesting. It's a big shout. It's a big shout. You know. D Tune's got his ear to the ground. So yeah, as you say, for him to pick that as his top track. You know, props. Wicked things. All right, uh, next one. So you managed to get hold of the of the newcomer, uh, uh, Laura Alice. Let's see what she's got as a pick. Hey, this is Laura Alice, and my 2021 pick is Here Goes Sleeping Alone. Yeah. You, you can't knock that, can you? What, 
If I was going to pick it, I, you know, I mean, I said earlier, like if, when um, um, was it Baker who picked Higo Track, wasn't it? I said it, it, that probably wasn't my my Higo Track. I, prob- I think I probably agree with Laura there. I think of all the tracks he's released this year, Sleeping Alone. Like, um, I mean, the vocal on Alone elevates it above most other things I've heard this year. And then you combine that with Higo's production, which is always sharp, isn't it? You know, just got a real nice, nice vibe to it. And I think it works. It works in a variety of contexts as well because it's kind of it's quite upbeat it's got a lot of energy to it but it's got that kind of catchy sing-along vibe for the ladies do you know what i mean it's the type of track that you could really see had he dropped that 15 20 years ago that would have crossed over um, it's a good shout it's definitely in my top five this year i reckon uh, it's it, it's a big tune I, I, I can't say any more that you have um is it poppy bascom on the on the vocals of that one right it, yeah that's yeah. right she's doing things as well fair play to poppy because she's i like I just see her like I hadn't I must admit I hadn't really heard a massive amount of her before then she's been around but I just kind of hadn't kind of noticed and since hearing her on that track I see her fucking everywhere man she's doing collabs bits with everyone and yeah good luck to her doing, doing good things oh, well, big up for getting a hold of that from Laura Alice obviously I know you used to do collabs on Be Okay so um, nice one for that man let's go back oh, to to Shunji what's his next pick this is Shunji Fuji the last one is Lumen by Hans Glader, included in Looming EP, released in March from Nightbase. Hans Glader is one of my favorite artists. His track has its own dark and jazzy atmosphere. I'm always amazed by his track. It's, it's, it's a fine shout. Uh, again, he's picked something completely different from his first two picks as well, and he's struck gold again. Uh, I think Lumen, you know, I, I slept on that. I slept on that because I think culture was such a standout for me, right? That, like, I kind of slept on some other Hans Glader tracks from around that time. And it was only when I later went back and re-listened to Lumen, I was just like, yeah, this is... This. I mean, every, everything Hans... I think I don't think I've heard a Hans Glader track yet that hasn't kind of stunned me to a degree. Do you know what I mean? And Lumen's no exception to that. I think it's a, it's a really beautiful piece of music. Sure. I mean that. I mean that whole EP. There was they, they were just so the caliber was just so high. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. Um, yeah. I mean Hans Glader's just been weird. Like he's he's just a kid and he's got so much talent and it's. You know, I can't wait to see what. It, I just hope he doesn't swerve left into some weird commercial focus, and we we lose all of his garage in the future. But um, I just I, I love everything that he's doing right now, um, and I got just big him up every time. Um, all right, next guy, veteran of the scene. Been a while since I spoke to him, Mr. Para. Yeah, this is Para, and my favourite tune of this year, 2021. Very hard to choose, but it's got to be Devel 19. Show me. Absolutely love that tune. Personal favourite. And I want to give some honourable mentions, if that's all right, lads. And it would be MPH Useless. That tune is absolutely crazy. I've been playing it out ever since I've got my hands on it. Play it in every single set. It absolutely tears down clubs. What a tune. That could be number one, but the Devel Night in pulls at my heartstrings more. BWK Project Elevate. What an amazing tune that was. Um, what else? Hans Glader Culture. Crazy, come on. And lastly, Upper Dan, Delfino Square. Definitely, those deserve honourable mentions. Any of those could have been number one, but if I want to pick one, it's going to be Devel 19. Show me. What a tune, man. 
things, man. Called out so many can't rugby disagree with anything. I was going to say, I can't disagree with any of that. It's interesting, actually. I was pleased, like, when I listened to that and I heard it, that he shouted out, um, Delph- sorry to kind of skip over the Duvel track, but I was pleased he mentioned um, Delfino Square at the end because I know when I mentioned Delfino Square to you, you were kind of like, oh, that's not, not my favourite Opidan track, but that's, like, one of my standout Opidan tracks as well. I thought I was going nuts because you were just like, nah, nah, it's not as good as this yeah, one. It's, you know, it's going back and forth. Preference, it's right? subjective, isn't it? It's subjective. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. But no, I, th- I think every track there that he's mentioned, yeah, yeah, like, just, yeah, bangers. I literally, I, I want to talk about his messages, but there's so much to discuss there. We could do a whole episode. Literally, on that, those five or six. It, it, was a, it was a good, it was a good summary of, of the best of what's been going on. Um, I, 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 honestly, the Devel 19 tune completely escapes me, and I've got to go back and revisit it. And, and I, I hope I didn't miss it. That's all I'm gonna say. I feel this is where I feel like a bit yeah. of an idiot. Cause I'm like, I don't know anything now. Well, how can I go on a garage podcast? I don't know anything these tunes. <laughs> Do you know what? If it was any other year, I think you'd be right to say that. But I think this year, if you've forgotten a track or two, uh, there's no shame in that. Because, like, Jesus Christ, every week there's just so many tunes. Like, do you know what I mean? I keep my ear as close to the ground as I can, but, like, I struggle as well. The only reason I'm able to do the podcast with you is because I literally have a notepad in my studio on the desk. And every time I hear a track I like, I write it down on the notepad. Because I know that if I don't do that, it's just going to get lost amongst all the other releases coming out. And like that's obviously that's an awesome thing to be able to say, but also a real shame that the tracks that do get forgotten. Is that, what it that's is how anyway. I know I'm just getting too old, and I should be doing exactly the same thing as you because you're just doing it right. But you're not 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 as old as me yet, mate. You'll be there soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm catching you, mate. I'm not far behind. <laughs> right, uh, next next guy has done massive things this year. Um, big up for sending this in, Mr. Soul Lecter. Hi, this is Soul Lecter. And my favourite track of 2021 is Sammy Vergie, Quarantine Done. Oh, that was short and sweet. See, this is why, you know, when I said to you, like, you can tell, like, if someone's been playing out and what's been working in their sets based on what they picked, because, like, um, yeah, massive thanks to Soul Lector for sending that in. I, it's, it's not, it's definitely not the, the, the Sammy Vergie track that I would pick, but then that's because I haven't really been playing out. So maybe, maybe had I been, had I dropped that track and seen the reaction it gets, it would have more of a nostalgic vibe to me. Um, I, I would every time go towards all right because it's just kind of got that that kind of musical thing that catches me and it's got that do you know what I mean it's got the vocal hook as well uh, but it's yes yeah, it's, it's interesting that he's picked that one and um, you know uh, you're always singing the praises of Sammy right it's solid everything he does whether you subjectively like the content of it or not it's well put together and like the way that track's mixed down and mastered I haven't heard it on a club system but yeah I can envisage that that probably absolutely slaps if you hear it loud yeah sure. I mean last year he had like blatantly album of the year spice up my life was so good um, and, and this year he's definitely opted for quality over quantity. He hasn't been smashing out tunes every week, um, but they've you know they've yeah. all been high caliber. Um, and yeah, and yeah, like this is definitely a, a club centric tune. Like it's got it's got energy, um, and I and I think he dropped it at a time just just as like Freedom Day hit in the UK and everyone very clever suddenly just yeah, decided oh you know we can go back to clubs and not get in trouble. Um, I'd love to know how many of them caught COVID in the end, but um, you know, like that, it was perfectly timed. It was perfectly <laughs> Let's timed. not go there, mate. Let's, uh, that's a different podcast. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. It's, it's genius. It's genius timing. It's genius marketing, and it shows when I, I, I'm sure I saw. I don't know where I saw it posted. I'm sure I saw posted the other day that quarantine done 
was has sold the most units on Beatport over the course of 2021. Holy shit. I think possibly, yeah. I, I mean, it, it was up there in the top 10 for probably like six months of the year, which is just mental. The only other track that I can think of off the top of my head that I'd really seen lingering around, around that for that length of time was MJ Cole's remix of, of Navos. Um, so, you know, it's, it, those those two tracks, they're obviously doing things for a lot of people, um, so like two included. So, um, yeah, big up, big up for sharing that, man. It's um, yeah, interesting. Right. Uh, so second to last pick here is coming from another favourite from the year and that is Mr. Ollie Week. Here it comes right now. Easy geezers. How you doing? Ollie Week's here. Um, so the, my best track of the year has to be Gravity by Opperden and uh, Hans Glader. It's a wicked track. The production's always on point. Some of my favourite garage production this year has come from the likes of them. And uh, yeah, that like is this my track of the year. I hope you both well. Merry Christmas. Catch up soon. Nice one, Ollie. Yeah, and tell man, Ollie, and, and you're not sounding too much like Phil Mitchell. He, I know he's, he's been a bit under the weather, and he's like, oh, I'm going to sound like Phil Mitchell when I send you a message for you. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool. We'll pass it off as Phil Mitchell. We'll, we'll flag that we've got some celebrity guests. It's, um, I mean, that's the second time Offer Dan got a shout, and that's the third time Hans Lane has been mentioned. That says a lot about those two, doesn't it, and the things they're doing. And I'd actually, I'd, I'd kind of, I don't want to say I'd forgotten about that track, because obviously I, it was in the back of my mind, but it wasn't one that immediately sprung to mind. And then when I heard that voice note, I was like, oh shit, yeah. yeah I forgot about that one. Like, it's, it's wicked. It's like real, the sound design in there, and I think Connie mentioned that tonight when I spoke to him. The sound design, which which you can always say for, for both of them, um, Dan and, and Hans, um, is on point. Yeah, uh, and they, I, yeah. I, mean, I was like, going back picking like my best of the year for my best of 2021 set, uh, mix that I'll be doing at some point, and and I did see that track, and I thought, oh, that's two kind of heavy hitters. Like you got to you got to check that out, and I've, I think I ended up having to write it off because I had too many Opera Dan and Hans Glader tune. Um, <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, to be it's just the caliber has just been ridiculous. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Ollie, big up for big up for the for the shouting out that tune and for taking the time, mate. I think we, we need to finish it on uh, on on our favorite our favorite guy from this episode so far. Um, let's go all the way back to Japan and see how Shinji Fuji wants to round it out. This is Shinji Fuji. My favorite song I've listened to recently is Be Okay by Phonetic Sun and Lola Alice. It makes me feel cheerful when I listen to it. Thank you once again and have a great rest of the year. What a legend. What an absolute Big legend. Big up Shinji Fuji. Appreciate you taking the time to do that, mate. You put a lot of thought into his selections and obviously saved the best for last. I've got a lot of, a lot of time for that. Uh, it was <laughs> so it, good, mate. Um, thank you for taking the time. Um, and I, I don't know whether I've heard that song he was talking about, though. Um, <laughs> is it any good? <laughs> I'll, send it, I'll send it to you, mate. I ripped it off. Oh, wicked, wicked things. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um, thank you for everyone who contributed to that. That was, that was a lot of fun and it's great to hear across the spectrum. Um, I hope we can do that again next year and, uh, and get more contributions yeah. from, from across the scene, EM. Rob, <laughs> Rob and I, I mean, we've been working, haven't we, mate? We've been working on putting together something for this episode that we wanted to do, which was call out everyone pretty much in the best way that we could, <laughs> I think. And, you know, last year I did the, the unofficial Brains Garage Awards and then you said to me, should we bring that into, into this? And we've we now have the in the in the garage award. It's a thing now. 
formerly formerly known as the Brainsies. <laughs> I, I think that was how you referred to them last year. The brain, Brainsies become the inner garage wars. That's a good way of doing a little shout out and, and kind of recapping, isn't it? So it's a bit, bit bit more interesting than sitting here just going right, listing off a load of tunes. So. Um, yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully the listeners will agree with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we'll have to see how it goes. So, so we've we we come up with ten categories. Uh, I'm not going to say at random, um, but there there are ten categories that we wanted to go through, uh, care, calling out uh, various different entities, people, pieces of work uh, that have happened over the last year. Uh, I'm not even sure how this is going to go because this is obviously very new for us, but we'll just see what we can do. Um, I can't remember who we said was going to go first, Rob. Was it me or you? It was me, wasn't it? I think we said you'd go, oh, first. go first. Yeah, you go first, mate. All right. So we'll hit it. Nominee for nom- one nominee each, right? And I'll always do the first nominee. You happy with that? I think yeah, I, yeah, you go I, for I, it. I, yeah. Okay, cool. You need to announce the category first. <laughs> I know. I'm just checking. I'm just making sure we've got all the logistics oh. in place, mate. Uh-huh. Let's get this going. <laughs> right, the 2021 <laughs> in the UK Garage uh, with Phonetics and Brains, Garage and Bass Awards. Um, we the first category we have is label of the year represented by a gentleman there. I'm not sure who that is. Um, <laughs> first up for label of the year, we have uh, nominated Nightbase. Uh, secondly, uh, we have got a Wub Club. Next nominee is Time Is Now. Last but not least, uh, help me get my words out. Last but not least, uh, strictly flavour. Mate, it, it was it was difficult to pick a winner for this one, wasn't it? For sure, mate. Sure. I think the first thing you have to do is kind of define what makes a label label of the year. You know, because you've got like. Time is now, and Strictly Flavor have been so prolific in their output. The 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 the, the rate at which they get the tunes out and the quality control, the consistency, right? Um, Wub Club is obviously a uh, is, it, is it fair to say Wub Club are a, fair, a relative newcomer? Yeah, I think Wub Club are, are relatively relatively younger, but they they've had some strong releases, and I, I think you know you, you kind of got, got to go well. Who's um, as, as well as the output and the consistency, it's like it's influence as well, right? When you're talking about labels what they do for artists, um, how they kind of develop talent, uh, that definitely plays a, a part in it. So, so I think we should give like a kind of special mention runner-up to Strictly Flavor almost. I think it was, it was like, it was on the edge here of who was going to be the winner, but the winner we decided, Night Bass. Label of the year. Shall we move into the next? I think it's. Yeah, I was just going to say it's kind of hard to argue against Nightbase, isn't it? When you look at the rest of our nomination categories, yeah, like I, it wasn't until we started doing the so the, the assets for the social media channels that I realised how many Nightbase releases we we like feature um, in, in, our, in our nominations, and that goes some way to showing the strength, uh, the the outcome. The, the, the levels have been ridiculous um, this year. They've they've had so many great just EPs, singles, albums. It, I, it couldn't have been anyone else. Um, big up Nightbase, big up all the artists on that roster. Let's um, massive shouts. Let's roll in. Let's get into the next one. Second category uh, in the 2021 in the garage, garage and bass awards. 
uh, was Best Collaboration. Um, over to you with the first one, Mr. Brains. First nominee is uh, Lavon's Perception, Ollie Rant and L Murphy, uh, also known as Beat City, uh, for the EP they put out on Dancy Disc. Next up, we've got Tough Culture and SG uh, for the track Them Days, uh, which was released on Garage Shared. A little pair of producers known as Laura Alice and Phonetics collaborated on this one on Nouvelle Music called Be OK. And again, last but not least, we've got Para, Daps and Leanne Louise uh, with a collaboration called I Like It, which was available on Upcycled Recordings. And the winner is... Need a little drum, drum roll or something here, mate. A little uh, drum roll. The I mean, winner do, we, is, do we do special mention again here? Because it was, it was close on this one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all, all solid. Um, so the I mean, yeah, that, special that, special mention goes to Tough Culture, right? So Tough Culture, yeah. um, and SG, that, that them days was a was a wicked tune out on Gary Shad, um, and had such a good vibe to it. Didn't I really, it really did. Such, a, I think I said to you like about like what, the first time I heard it, it was um, it kind of made me think of Locked On, you know, with that the kind of fusion of that that, that, that vocal over that. It kind of made me think of those those kind of early Streets releases, but much much better. Um, I don't know if that's a controversial thing to say. I just think it was just a more rounded tune. Um, and yeah, a real standout for me from Tough Culture's catalogue this year. I mean, he's always doing things, but like that one is the one I think about when I think Tough Culture this so year. Tell him, Rob, who did we give it to? The winner is Paradaps and the Anne Louise with I Like It. Wicked collab, man. It was stunning such track. A good, such a good vibe on this one. Do you know what? It's one of those tracks you could pick it up out of 2021, drop it in 2000, and it would have been a top 10 tune. But that's not to say that it's cliched and done before, because actually, like when you break down the production of it, it's it's kind of it's quite quite quirky and quite nice as well. You know, it's got a syncopated percussion in there, um, and, and and the instrument choice is nice. And I mean, Le- Leanne's been doing massive things this year. Props to her because she's really. I feel like we've all we've all known about Leanne Louise. She's been this kind of talent there, but she, I feel like she's kind of levelled up. Um, the, the, the work rate has been there um, and, and obviously Daps, Daps is doing things as well and I think like the three of them you put them together it's just a recipe for success obviously it was, a, wicked, it was a wicked pick um, and a great tune uh, great work guys thank you very much okay, so you named this category right <laughs> based, based hair out of the year um, aka the <laughs> this is the brown door award that gets kicked off the hinges um <laughs> so this is for you know bass lengy garage say so i call things lengtastic this is uh this is for favorite lengers of the year uh first pick uh mph with deja vu next up we've got 440s uh kenshi which was by sam sam stone and arundale we talked about this one and gushed over it on the podcast. Uh, Claude Lea Habanera, the bass trick remix on Holloway Music. Uh, 
And the last one was Squad uh, with Sweetie Irie and Bad Jokes with a track called VIP, which was available on Nightbase. Who is the lengiest of the leng artists? <laughs> I mean, we're so biased, right? Because we raved so hard to this one when we talked about it on the podcast. It, you know, you surprised me with it and it was amazing. We, we got we got to call it out. Uh, winner is Claudelia Habanera Bass Trick Remix, mate. Just what a find! What a find! Do you know what? I mean, we talked about this, didn't we? And like, I, obviously, recency bias is it's like this in human nature is a thing, right? However, like to sit there and objectively, I mean, all of those tracks are strong, right? That's why we nominated them. But to sit there and pick that track apart and analyse the production of it and all of the different things that he's fused together within that three minutes, it's just fucking phenomenal. It, it, phenomenal. It's kind of hard to to go against it as a, as a lengthastic bass tear out. Um, really, I'm really pleased to, to name that. It's just it's slick. I'm still loving that tune. Still listening to it on repeat. Big up. Congratulations on winning the Brown Door Award. <laughs> I like that. I think we rename that that award for next year. The Brown Door Award. Fucking brilliant. Uh, next category, which is um, a bit more conservatively named, is Remix of the Year. <laughs> Very conservative. Hand over to you with the first number. <laughs> first nominee for Remix of the Year. Uh, Karen Harding and Shift Key, Morning, Higo Remix on Ultra Rex. Next up, we've got IP5 with a track called TikTok, the Mark Bajan and Element Z Remix, available on IPX Records. Next pick is Navos, Believe Me, the MJ Cole remix on Island. And last up, another, another one that we talked about recently, Charlotte Devaney featuring a leaky with Body Talk, the Opadan remix, which is available on Karma London Records. I almost started there because I, I couldn't remember whether I was announcing the winner or not. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced someone, so I'm announcing the winner, right? Um, Mate, I, you know what? This was a tough one. You know, I'd like, it, like, I say tough one. I think when it comes down to it, we know who the winner was going to be in this category, but the, uh, the, but the other three were so hot um, that it, it's a shame that they can't all win. And that sounds so like, you know, simpy, but that's really how I feel about this one. No, no. It's it's fair, it's fair, and I agree. There's some some solid remixes right there, but the winner, you know, um, hard to argue against Karen Hardin and Shift Key with Morning, the Here Go Remix. That was one. I mean, it's probably helpful actually if we discuss kind of how we did the shortlisting when we were doing these awards. So we both kind of independently made lists, right? Uh, and then kind of married up our lists to see what we'd both put forward, if there were any others that would to be discussed. And then we discussed it at length. And we've done a real, I, th- I, feel, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of, of delivering some really objective, fine selections, right? There are certain categories where we kind of clashed a little bit, right? Which needed a bit more conversation. There were other ones where the choices that we put forward were the same. And the first one that we both put down when it came to remix was this track, right? So it was almost a no-brainer. It was like, well, we both loved that. And I know we, we, we gushed about it, didn't we, at the time of release when we talked about it. Um, just just vibes, just vibes. I mean, Karen Hardin, one of my favorite vocalists. Shift Key, one of my favorite producers. 
Igo, also one of my favourite producers. Like, you were only ever going to get an absolute belter when you put the three of them together. Um, that's a pleasure to call it out as remix of the year. What more can you say about that? We got everyone involved in that release. Wicked, wicked tune. Who's announcing this one? Me, right? Next category is uh, EP of the year. Just to qualify how we defined EP of the year in this sense, uh, it was at least three tracks uh, on an EP, but no more than five, did we say? Or six? I can't remember. Um, all by kind of the same artist, so it's not like a compilation of loads of different ones, unless there was a remix in there of like a, a lead track. We let that go by. But uh, very clearly making it kind of the definition of an artist's EP within Garage. Uh, the nominees are... Hans Glader, Lumen, out on Night Base. Uh, next up, we've got Drinks On Me uh, with Rise and Fall, which was out on Monster Cat. Next pick is Tough Culture, Elements 8, the Oxygen Edition on Garage Shared. You remember them days? And the fourth choice is Angus Green with Looking Up To You, which is available on Downplay. Another tough one. It's another tough one, mate. <laughs> They're all tough, to be fair, aren't they? Yeah. It's just a testament to, testament to the quality of music. and It's, it's nice as well, because, you know, it's, the producers have come out of lockdown, right? And not only have they got like a string of singles lined up, but as is clear from this list right here, producers have got enough tracks that they're coming with, you know, three, four, five tracks at a time. That's a mad position to be in, isn't it? But it's as a as a as a consumer and listener and fan of Garage, it's a great place to be. Certainly is. Who's the winner? Go on, tell them tell them who the it's, winner it's is. So it's already been called out earlier on in the show. Winner is Hans Glader, Lumen on Night Base. Just what a quality piece of work. Like, just the calibre is ridiculous. Um, it, every tune on there is amazing. Uh, and it, it's, uh, it was a deserved winner. Um, big up Hans for putting it together. I think it, it speaks volumes as well, doesn't it? And we called it at the time because I remember we played Culture, right? I think it was it the first episode of the podcast we, we played Culture, I think Possibly. it was. And you commented on the time about how Night Bass is a label typically known for like that kind of bass heavy vibe. Um, and it's a testament to Hans that he kind of came along and did something completely different. And I don't know whether Hans kickstarted it or whether that was AC Slater's intention to kind of move into a sort of slightly different route with Night Bass. I don't know, you know, what instigated it, but brilliant release to do it with. And Night Bass has, has you know, both Hans Glader and Night Bass, I feel, have benefited off the back of that release. So um, that's that's a big thing to say about an EP, isn't it? You know? Completely. Yeah, I forget about the, the game-changing two-step on Night Bass. Um, big up once again alright tell us about the next one Rob next category uh, again another conservatively named one uh, but but does what it says in the tin breakthrough, produ- uh, breakthrough producer of the year so in deciding um, who, who was breakthrough obviously there was two things to consider one was the quality and consistency of the releases but also the impact and the moves they've made with said releases um, obviously what we're talking about here is Typically, people who may have been producing before the start of 2021 may not, um, but you might not have heard of them. And then they've really kind of elevated their game through some means uh, throughout the course of 2021. I'll hand back over to you for the first nominee. explained. Okay, so the nominees are, uh, first of all, Changing Faces. Get out of my house. 
Next up, a guy we frequently talk about on the podcast, Baker. The next nominee, also frequently discussed, BWK Project. And again, last but not least, friend of the show, uh, Laura Alice. Oh, we we definitely argued over this one, didn't we? We argued over this one. <laughs> we did, we did. And I mean, I, I, I we sat here, we talked about it at length, and it got to the point. And I wasn't just, I wasn't kind of throwing my hands up in the air and going "fuck it" because I wasn't getting my way or anything like that. I literally, I, I, I believe my exact words to you were, "I am happy to give that to any of them because they've all had a fucking storming year, haven't they? Like every one of them." Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, we identified like you look at like changing phases. They've been around. They're one of those acts that's been around a while, but they've really kind of leveled up this year with consistent releases. Uh, Baker been around a little while again. Really kind of he's just been consistent. BWK's output has been fucking phenomenal. Like I, I, I haven't sat here and counted out how many tunes he's released, but I'd be interested to do that because he's released so much material. Uh, Laura Alice, relative newcomer, kind of I, th- I think her first release was like what mid year. Um, and again, the work rate has been there. They just—they've all been consistently releasing and, and obviously turning heads in the process. Uh, the winner. We moved to the winner. Yeah. So on, you got anything on, you want to add to that? On I mean, that, uh, on that, <laughs> fuck it, give it to whoever vibe. Who did we fuck it? Give it to whoever. <laughs> we went for changing phases. The winner is changing phases, uh, and I think they've had a. Mate, I, I mean, they, they, at the start of the year when uh, they they released the, our house or my house. It, was, uh, it, it touched my soul. Um, I, I loved that tune so much. And just consistently throughout the year, they just improved for every tune that they put out. Um, and, you know, I just it, it couldn't have been anyone else for me because the, the body of work for this year was was the best from, from a, a break, breakthrough act, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, when, when, you, when you look at what they're doing, I really like, you know, I think I've mentioned to you when we've talked about them in the past, they kind of remind me of Midnight Circus in the fact, in the sense that like all the other names on that list, right, we've got a picture for because they're all like faces on social media. But changing phases are really kind of that. Is it, there's a mystique. They're kind of enig- enigmatic because you don't really know who they are. Like, are they a producer? Like, is it a producer with a vocalist? Is it a songwriter who happens to have some production skills? We don't really know. But what we do know is that it's high caliber every time. And they're not relying on other people to kind of help them out or deliver vocals. That's not a criticism of anyone who is doing that, by the way. But they're bringing through original vocal content every time and, and like that is a big tick in a box when you're looking at like somebody who's really making moves right is like someone doing something and also like they're not following trends are they you know they're just they're fucking like that two-step it, it isn't it isn't trend setting and i say that with all respect to them it, it isn't old school per se it's just it just is it's just like it's like it's just quality and that's what they're doing and they're doing it every time so i think it's a well-deserved win i'm, I'm with you on that very well said cool Let's move on to the next category. Jazziest Stepper of the Year. Nice. <laughs> uh, so so <laughs> last year, in, when I did the Brainsies, the Jazziest Stepper was a person. Uh, we have turned this into the Jazziest Stepping Tune of the Year. Um, so Jazz Step is our favourite immersion garage micro-genre. And, uh, and this is our favourite Jazz Step tune from the year. The nominees are... Uh, Badger featuring Rio, switch it up. Yeah. 
Next up, all the way from Japan, it's our friend Shinji Fuji with a track called Images, which is available on Infinity Sense. Our third nomination goes to BWK Project with Elevate. And last but not least, I feel a bit, a bit weird announcing myself as a nominee here. I've got myself with my Strictly Flavor uh, summer release, Other Plans. Now look, before anyone moans about Rob being on this list, I like, I, I, look, he's put out so much jazz step this year and that was my favorite one from the year. So I, it had to be in there. That was just, that was the rules. I decided it, it went in. <laughs> and every time I listen to that tune, I can't work out if it's a woman singing or it's a trumpet going. It's like a weird merge of noises in that instrument, and it just fucking blows my mind every time. Um, the rest of the tracks on this list, you know, they all, all uh, have their unique uh, jazz vibe, which is what jazz is all about. Um, but we could only pick one winner, right? Ooh, who did we pick? <laughs> uh, and uh, the the winner is. Uh, Badger featuring Rio, switch it up. Uh, you know, I really love this one when it came out. Uh, you know, we, we kind of discussed it on the show briefly, uh, and it's just a wicked bit of jazz step. It, you know, it would have been a complete uh, fallacy to, to give you the award for this, and it was it was a close contest <laughs> between the two. Um, you know, we can say that this subjectively is is a nice tune. Um, Shinji's images um, was so good um i don't know whether it was too far jazzy whether we went complete like because it is there's a it's proper classic jazz and i think maybe that's where because there's a bit more two-step in this one this one kind of nudged it out for me um but yeah just great i never thought i'd be talking about jazz garage but that's, that's the thing now there you go what have we done <laughs> no i think i think it's uh, you know it's some, some some strong tracks there i mean i, I loved Elevate, I really loved what BWK did with Elevate and it was uh, kind of minimal, um, it, the, the backing was minimal and left plenty of space for the brass elements and then he absolutely fucking nailed the brass, the, the reverb on the brass, the, the, the whole feel of the tune just made me feel so good. Uh, it was such a nice track. Images, as you say, is real, I think when we when we mentioned it on the show a few months back, you said he's gone full on Mondo Grosso with that and I love it. Um, like my personal subjective taste, that's right up my street because it's really it's really deep you can really get lost in that track but in terms of in terms of like i think the word you used when we described it when we discussed badger feature in rio with switch it up with the aesthetic of it right and i think it's so authentic with that combination of of rio's vocal and that muted that particular muted trumpet sound he's used is so authentically jazz that it's difficult to argue against that as like as, as if you're going to talk about like the jazziest step. You could take that, it's almost like you could take that track, remove the drums from it and play it in like a 50s club and it wouldn't sound massively out of place and that takes some fucking doing. And to be able to do that and then have two like garage fanatics like us sitting here uh, sort of gushing about a tune, that's, that's some doing. So um, big big up to Badger and Rio. Props. Stuff. All right, I think next category is your one, isn't it, mate? This is, is it my, is it my it's, one It's next? a big, big category, big category. It's a big category with a creative title, Best Tune. <laughs> <laughs> I called it Tune of the Year on so the slides it, in case you was worried. Oh, Tune of the Year. Now, actually, that, yeah, yeah, that, that, could, that could work. <laughs> All right. So in, in, in determining Tune of the Year, there's, there's obviously multiple facets to consider. Like you're talking about 
the technical proficiency of how the tune's put together, as we as we do with every category, right? You're also talking about what resonates with with people best. Uh, and you're talking not necessarily purely about the club scene. You're talking about the club scene. You're talking about the listeners. You're talking about a time when we were also, for a large part of the year, in lockdown, right? So it was tunes that kind of worked in clubs, but also tunes that worked well at home, tunes that worked well on radio. Um, so in in in, in determining, you know, and considering that, this is the list that we came up with. I'll hand back over to you with the first nomination, there, Mr. Brain. Indeed, first uh, nominee for tune of the year. Uh, here go on Poppy Bascom, Sleeping Alone. Next up, we've got MPH with Spend the Night, which is available on Night Base. A third nominee for Tune of the Year, Hans Blader, Culture, Night Base. And last up, we've got Sammy Virgie and Lucy Virgie's self-released All Right. Again, again, tough decision. This is this is one we went back and yeah, forth yeah, for. Yeah, we worked on this one definitely. We definitely worked on this one. <laughs> I think. I mean, it was another one that I could have thrown my hands up and gone fuck <laughs> it, like because actually, if any, if anyone, any one of those won, you know, it wouldn't be an injustice with it. They're all solid, all solid productions. Uh, that do you know what? Do you know what's identify about about all four of those tracks as well? Is every every artist there, every tune that they've done is it's got their own kind of sound. Do you know what I mean? Like Sleeping Alone is distinctly Higo. Spend the Night could only have been made by MPH. Ditto for, for Culture and, and, and Hans Glader. Um, and then Sammy's delivered, you know, a modern day classic there with All Right. In, you know, it's a real nice amalgamation of styles that kind of appeals to the, the, the cool kids, as it were, but also as old fogies who can appreciate a good ditty. So with all that said, yeah. the winner is... Who did we swing it to? Sammy Virgie. Sammy Virgie and Lucy Virgie with All Right. It's a deserved winner, mate. I'd say we did argue over this and, and you, you swayed me on it. Uh, and it, it's, it was just a, a high calibre tune and it, it's deserved of tune of the year. Like, say you could have given it to any one of them. Um, but this tune, uh, it took it to the next level, right? It's got... It, it's got the the dance focus. It's got the top quality production. Um, there's so many layers on it. It just sounds brilliant. Uh, I, I just I, I did love everything about it. And it, and you know, you pulled me over to the dark side, mate. I definitely think it's one of those tunes in years to come. You know, like you look back, you look at certain years in Garage, and you go, oh yeah, you can identify a tune. I definitely think Sammy Virgie and Lucy Virgie, all right, is one of those tracks that's going to kind of stand the test of time I mean let's put that to the test ask me in five years time what, what the tune of the year 2021 is and we'll see but I think I think it will stand the test of time and, and we'll be like oh yeah 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 that was that was good. Uh, top work from Sammy and big yeah, up congrats Sammy on you don't win anything just so you know there's nothing coming in the post <laughs> you win our love you win our love and praise maybe there'll be a book voucher at some point I don't know we'll have to and collect donations so we can do prizes or something in the, in the garage butt plug in the post um, okay. <laughs> Second to last category, we're we're here. It's album of the year, represented here by Hadaway. Thanks, Rob. Rob picked these ones. <laughs> Who yeah. else? Who else? Of course, that well-known well album of the year from back in the day. Uh, nominees <laughs> for album of the year: 
First of all, Selector, Selector and Friends on Garage Shared. Next up, we've got Murex uh, with a release on one of our favourite Spanish labels, 83, uh, the Freedom LP. Next one's Wonky Goodness, Ross from Friends, uh, delivered Tread on Braid Feeder. somehow got lumbered with nominating yeah, reading reading out my, my own nomination again last one is, is myself and AX uh, with Jazz Deb FM which is available on Ridder Records hotly contested once again each each one of these albums is is different as well like there's they're all different subgenres of garage you could probably say um yeah yeah but so. you know like uh, uh, it was, the caliber was so high as always and it was difficult to pick in January I heard an album and I said in January this is album of the year I'm already calling it I'm going to stick I'm sticking by them guns um, you know we're here it's the end of the year and the winner is Phonetics Chest FFM um, <laughs> oh he's so surprised first of all I'd like to thank God no sorry <laughs> crack, crack on mate I'm just going to be quiet <laughs> I mean look say I called it out and it's like and it's probably going to cause a bit of uproar that we've, we've give ourselves I say give ourselves like I was involved in anything to do with this amazing piece of work and was nowhere near it but to give, to give, a, to give you the award maybe a bit, bit of a I'm not gonna say joke, but it was wor- it was worthy. It was literally it's it was the best album this year. It's a body of work. If you put that next to MJ Cole's first album, for example, um, you know the way that it flows from start to finish. It's just a pleasurable listen, and it's thought out, um, and it's just done really, really well. And I just thought instead I said I've, I had nothing to do with it. I'm on one of the tracks. So I definitely I had something say, to do you with could, it. You did the outro, didn't you? <laughs> The, uh, you did the outro where really you referred to it as all bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, still stand by that as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what a phonetics is. Um. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate the kind words on that, mate. I mean, it's another one of those categories as well where, like, any, yeah, and obviously we talked about it at length, didn't we? Uh, and any one of those releases would have been a worthy win. And as you correctly identified there, it's, it's like they've all got their own kind of sound. It's really, it's really nice to be able to say that in 2021 when. An album is is a somewhat of a forgotten art, isn't it? You know, but people don't really do, in general terms, people don't generally do albums uh, anymore because you know streaming doesn't really lend itself to, to that. The, the music industry business model doesn't kind of chastises you for doing albums. So to have four individual takes, um, sort of focusing on different sort of niche subsections of of this garage umbrella and and be able to sing their praises is really really um, something. And to be and, and to have you pick me as as the the, the top of the bunch is um, oh mate checks in the post I'll, yeah uh, I'll, I'll, get you, I'll get you a drink tomorrow <laughs> no Christmas card or Christmas present no Rob <laughs> I'm saying that like I sent you one let's move on what's our final category how are we how are we topping off this uh, this shit show of an awards that an Oscars wannabe <laughs> <laughs> we are rounding off with the 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 ultimate the ultimate award it could only be. Producer of the year. So, in determining producer of the year, right, we're we're talking about quality. 
We're not talking about quality over quantity, but we are talking in, in some capacity about quantity and regularity, consistency of releases. Um, I think as much as that, we're talking about the impact of those releases. Um, and, and, and in determining those things, we've come up with the following shortlist of nominees. I'm going to hand nominees back to you, Mr. for Producer of the Year are MPH. Hans Glader. Hugo. And of course, by no means the uh, last, but no means least, it had to be Oppidan. We this is another one. We proper <laughs> rucked over, mate. Look, and we clashed on this, didn't we? Well, because I I said list them from one to four. Like if you had to put, if you was forced to put them one to four, what would it be? And both of our lists were completely different. <laughs> and literally, you could give it to any of this lot. Like the the body of work, um, you know, from all of these artists from this year, um, been second to none. Um, and and the fact that they're all kind of like new, young, fresh producers. Um, it makes it even more impressive, slightly creepy, it? but you know what I mean. Like it's like they're not—they're not kind of rinsed out, like you know, like you, like an old fart that's been doing it for loads and loads of years. These are like fresh blood that's 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 doing my favourite genre really, really well. Um, but it's then it, you if, know, if you lined if you lined these four up in front of me, and then like if you if you got me five years ago, lined these four up in front of me, played me their tunes all back to back, and went, yeah, all of these tunes are going to be released in 2021 by these guys I'd be like ah oh, fuck off like, there's no way that four people could produce that much content of that calibre uh, and yet they've done it and any one of them is, 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 is more than deserving um, who did we pick who did we pick is the question go on you're Tell announcing mate what is it am I, am I is it me oh yeah it's me isn't it Shit. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned from this experience is that I'll be I'm useless at presenting an, an award ceremony the winner of the Best Producer 2021 and in the Garage, Garage and Bass Awards, MPH. <laughs> we definitely missed a trick by not having a drum roll and, a, and an applause there. I think the, the we'll key thing post, for me, mate. fix it in post, fix it. I, I will try to fix it in post. I think the, the, the like, as we say, we clashed on this. We talked at length. I mean, this was the one, wasn't it? This is the one we talked about for fucking ages. And I think for me, I love all four of these producers. Very, very talented, exceptional work, but MPH was the standout. Uh, and I'm not, I don't want to say, I think it comes across wrong. If you say quantity uh, quantity over quality, that's not what I'm getting at, getting at. But what I said to you when we were discussing this, right, was MPH's work rate is so fucking high that I would almost, and I haven't done the stats to actually clarify that this is a quantifiable statistic, but I would guess if you put the work of all the other three together, I would guess MPH has probably done as much as all of them combined. Is that fair to say? Like he's done that that quantity of tunes. I had Opa a look Dan's at his beat port list. Dan's done a she lot, has done a fair amount. Yeah, to, yeah. to be fair, MPH has done so much. And, and and I know you you sort of said to me, oh yeah, it's not about it's not about quantity, it's about quality. But my, my argument with, with, with it is that by sheer virtue of the fact that he's done that quantity of tracks. He is going to have done a larger quantity of higher quality tracks than the others. Does that make sense? I don't know if I've made sense in saying that. 
I think it was how you, you talk me around, mate. So it has to make sense. Yeah. Go when on. you look, when you sit there and you make a list of like uh, of all the tracks, like Deja Vu and, and Spend the Night and Levels to This, and like even even this episode we talked about uh, the new one with Logan, right? The sheer number of high caliber tracks that the M- MPH has done, it's kind of hard to kind of argue against him as it is the guy that's had the most impact in 2021. And then you sit there and you go, right, well, what labels have those tunes been 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 out on? I mean, if you go on Beatport now, go on Beatport now if you haven't. Look up all of those releases. Just go onto his profile. Like he's, it's literally is a who's who of what labels you want to release on. And MPH has been on every fucking one of them with a storm of a release. Um, and, and you know that for me, that's that's why he's a he's an inspirational, um, big influence uh, and, and deserving uh, producer of the year 2021. Completely deserved. Congratulations, MPH. Um, that, that's the end of the awards, mate. That's what a way to end it. What what a guy to end it on. That was that was a lot of fun. I don't know how you found that. Oh, it's great. It's great. I mean, I, I learned I'm terrible at introducing tracks because I trip over my words several times there. But um, uh, I think it's a great way to re to recap a year. Right? As I said at the start, rather than just kind of reeling off a list of names, breaking them down into category, giving people shouts for the, their particular strengths, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully the listeners agree. I think, I think, you know, I think we delivered some some good picks there. And we get to dress like a pair of bellends while we do it, which is also Absolutely. amazing. What could, what could you want to do more in your on your Monday night and the run up to Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Rob? That's fine. <laughs> That's the end of the awards. Um, I'd say I hope I hope you enjoyed that as a listener. Um, shall, shall we go into define the way that we love to top off all of our podcasts, Rob? Um, into the feedback <laughs> section. And I think we, we hopefully we're going to do a better job of it this time around because we've we've finally got a system in place where we jot down when people feed back to us throughout the month and then we we can recap it. Apologies if you're one of those people that shouted us in the previous months who we've completely forgotten by the time we come to record. We do love the feedback and we love you all for listening. Actually, just take a minute to shout out Claybrook for, for feeding back to me on my nerdy requests to let me know how he got his drum sound in the way he did because we had a good nerd out session over transient shaping and compression. So big up yourself, Claybrook. Uh, moving into the feedback from, from last month's episode there, um, where we, we discussed at length the, the hot potato that is the Johnny One play. Uh, we, had a few, <laughs> we had a few interesting messages on the socials. Um, uh, first was from more than a phase. Uh, who was in agreement with with the points that we made in the Johnny One Plays discussion. Uh, he identified that in his view, this is an interesting point, the cleanly mixed and mastered tracks are the ones that people tend to go back to, which stand the test of time. Uh, and he, he also mentioned uh, a good structure. Uh, said he, and it's a really, this, this point in particular I found really interesting because he said he's put off by dull 16 or 32 bar drum intros, prefer things which are a bit more interesting to mix with. Uh, the reason I found that particularly interesting was because I've spoken to a num- number of other people, not necessarily since the last episode, but just over over recent times. And I know a lot of DJs say the complete opposite, right? There are other people who just go, nah, like, like, like if, you, if you start off with something musical or, inst- or instrumental, people immediately label it as difficult to mix with or, you know, that's not DJ friendly. And, you know, I, it, I, I know that I've been looking myself... Um, because I'm, I'm doing an extended version of Jazz Step FM in the new year. This is a shameless plug, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm doing an extended version of Jazz Step FM. Um, and and one, of the, one of the main bits of feedback that I got from the original version was, oh, like, I love all these tracks, but where are the extended mixes? And like all the tracks on that album, between four and five minutes. But people, some people didn't consider them extended because they weren't drum intros and outros. There's a story for why I generally don't do dr- drum intros and outros, but I'm, I'm pr- probably best I don't tell it because I think it would, probably set some 
I don't want to, I don't want to war with people. Uh, it has to do with some sampling issues. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um, I stopped doing drum intros and outros several years back. Um, and, and actually, like, that, that was the main feedback I got on Jazz Up FM. Um, so I decided to do an extended version, and, and I'm releasing a version which does have drum intros and outros. So it'd be interesting to see what the feedback is when I do that, because you're going to have those people that wanted the drummies and intros and outros are obviously going to love it. But then you're going to have people like more than a face here who are going, well, that's boring. And I, I, subjectively, like, I, I agree as well. Like, if I, as a listener, and, and I stress as a listener, not as a DJ, because obviously it's a different scenario, right? As a listener, I don't want to listen to a minute of drums on either side of a track. It's fucking boring. It's like, it's the least inspirational way you can start and finish a track, in my opinion. However, yeah, like, it makes I mean, sense. I do what you're it, saying. So. Like, the, the only person that used to, like, that had the most vanilla drums that got away with it for an intro was Todd Edwards. Like, the starts of his old, older tracks were just, they couldn't be any more boring. Um, I, I appreciate what he's talking about, having a good tune that you can chop in, like, you know, I could think about just have being having a good tune when you used to get a vinyl and you'd like you'd, you'd listen to the song and then you'd be like oh yeah I can chop that bit in and I can chop that bit in like like playing Neighborhood with Zed like Zed Bias Neighborhood and it's like you know select that like chop that over when you're mixing <laughs> you know and it, it, it kind of builds up as it comes in like I kind of completely appreciate what you're saying it's like it, I think there's a good balance between having a tune that's mixable but then still having something that's interesting and mixable not just boring and drum led. Um, yeah. which is fair enough um, and the mix the, the, the point on having cleanly mixed and mastered tunes and they're the ones that kind of go ahead I think it goes back to our discussion on everyone can release now and everyone's self-releasing and I think if you're inexperienced you may not understand that tunes need to be kind of mixed and mastered professionally or at least to a decent level before putting them out as good practice I think a lot of people would just do a tune and then dump it on SoundCloud straight out of their sequencer, and then that's good to go. And they don't yeah. do any sort of kind of referencing, or even just using something like Lander. Even SoundCloud's got mastering built into it now, if you've got their Pro, for so many a month. And even just doing that could be a little bit of an improvement on some of the stuff that they put out, and it will make the difference. Like you can tell when you're trying to, when you're in the mix, if you if if it's sounding flat and you need to mess with the EQ and crank the gain all the way up, you know there's a problem there. Um, so agree with that. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely good good practice to, to get things cleanly mixed and mastered before you put them out even if you're putting them out as a freebie I think is my main point there I agree with that entirely it's, it's, good practice is the perfect phrase to use for that I would stress and this goes to a conversation you and I had recently which I think we're probably going to discuss down the line on the podcast that the sole purpose of mastering is not volume so I, I think a lot of people get a bit confused and think that their track has been mastered because they run it through a limiter and taken nine decibels and brick wall limited the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not as straightforward as that. There's a lot more to it. Like you said, it, it, it needs to have that sheen. You should be master referencing and lining it up against other things so that it, it, it blends in well with those. And, and volume will come back to you at a later date, right? But yeah, I think <laughs> the, 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 the tricky part, right, with, 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 with this as, 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 as a topic for conversation is that a lot of those older releases that More Than A Phase is obviously referencing are tunes that were made back in the day by people who were using professional engineers who engineered tracks for, engineered tracks for a living full time. Those tracks were made by them and then they, they were passed to a professional mastering engineer who was mastering tracks full-time for a living. Do you know what I mean? So, so the calibre there, even if you had a track that was maybe slightly ropey around the edges, and like if you look at some of those, so even some of the classic garage tracks, the, the, the base material for those, the drum sounds, the samples, the, the synth patches they were using, and I would perhaps identify some of the Shab stuff and the So Solid releases, 
I, w- I don't want to say I don't want to, I don't want to offend anyone in saying they were slightly sketchy, but maybe in later years the people that made those tunes probably would have done things differently. But those tracks passed at, at, at the time and have to to a certain audience lasted the test of time because they were engineered, mixed and mastered by professionals who knew what they were doing and kind of did that to a proper level. That's missing, and it's not just garage. That's missing across the board these days because music is is not a big money maker. So if you're talking about getting every track you make mixed properly, if you can't do it yourself and mastered properly, immediately you're running at a loss because if you're paying somebody 25 quid to master your track, realistically, unless you're Sammy Virgie and you're in the Beatport chart for the six months of the year, you're unlikely to make that 25 quid back. And I think it's a difficult argument. It's a difficult thing to, to kind of to kind of say to people, it's good practice to do it. Go and get your tracks mastered because a lot of people are going to be going, but oh, there's no like. I don't want to lose lose money, and you've you've kind of got to weigh up what's your desire for your release to sound as good as it possibly can against your budget. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's one thing if you're just doing it as something you do on the side. You like to make a tune every every now and then. Yeah, you can justify perhaps not mastering it and just go. No, I just do this for fun. It's just for my mates to download this. I put it on SoundCloud. But yeah, absolutely. If you're talking about tunes that you're selling that are going to get played on radio that are representative of garage as a scene and an entity and trying to push in a direction they need to be a certain a certain caliber and part of a large part of that is as you say the the, the mixing and the mastering and i'm waffling and you're looking at me very stony eyed so i'm gonna stop where That's, i'm at i think i think we've made all the face, points mate. we need that to is, on that <laughs> it's, it's just my face it's just my face but uh, big, big up more than a phase for that <laughs> Big up um, more than a phase uh, though for that 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 interesting feedback. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, and, yeah. And big up Milrain mastering because Mike Milrain's a bad man. I want to throw that out there. Um, where did out, the next piece of feedback there. come from? By the way, um, Albie, Albie, I think contacted me. I think he contacted me on Facebook. Uh, sent me a message saying that he likes where Garage is at right now, uh, and there's a good amount of variety. Uh, but with the quantity of music being released, fears we are ha- we are looking at having a future where we get decades of lost years again and again. Mm. Um, he agrees it's important to avoid Johnny One plays, and, 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 he, and he does, and I know this because I've listened to his show and checked his playbacks. He always tries to play tracks a few times across a number of shows <coughs> Excuse me, to, to, to encourage others to pick them up, to sort of get them into people's heads, because you need that, that multiple listens, don't you, sometimes? And maybe to solidify some of those tracks so that they will be played in years to come. I think it's a very valid point, and I think... Essentially, that's the ethos of what we were discussing last last time, right? Wasn't it? Is is that we don't, you know, it's a cry and shame to be privy to those lost years, and 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 actually, like Garage, I don't want to shout out a rival podcast on air, but you know, Garage Shed did their uh, end of year podcast, and 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 it came up in conversation there because uh, one of them mentioned me on there, and another of the DJs that was on there said, "Oh, you know, I'm quite new to him," uh, and they correctly identified that obviously I'm from those lost years, and, and a number of producers are right. Like there's a number of producers that were making tunes then that unfortunately aren't making tunes now, and have largely been forgotten, and that's a real shame because like the output and the work that some of them did was fantastic and deserves to be put on a pedestal and fucking shouted about, and that's why we do the, the lost years bit on every podcast, right? Um, we need to get away from that. We need to. We, we, that can't be how it is going forward. And, and I fully agree with Albie that I think you've got to step away from one place where possible, or, or find some formula to kind of hammer tunes into people, so that you've you haven't just got Sammy Virgie spend the night from this year, so that you've got the full breadth of all those tunes we discussed earlier get remembered because they deserve to be. 
Fair point. <laughs> Fair point, mate. We got we can pick up the other podcasts. We got Gary Shared uh, each and every like we, you know. We talk, <laughs> we talk about them in the awards, I'm... and you know, and I'll, I'll watch the, I'll watch their, their rundown of uh, of the end of the year. It was interesting to watch. And big up Gary Shed for putting out my recent two tracker as well. Top work, lads. Of course. <laughs> no, solid yeah. label and, and they're doing <laughs> their thing. So, so big ups, got to give them props. Uh, we also had another bit of uh, feedback. I'm, I'm kind of mindful I'm reading on the feedback. Do you want to read this one? Yeah, go for it, mate. No, you do it. You do it. You want me to do it? Yeah. Um, so Strictly Flavor, Strictly Flavor tweeted a, a series of tweets, actually. Uh, great show as usual. Uh, brilliant mix of new music and interesting discussion. Thank you very much. We do try. Particularly interesting discussion on promos and radio play. Um, and, and he said, I personally only send to a handful of DJs as the tunes are cheapest chips anyway. If I have to put them out, the, if I have to put them out to more, the label wouldn't make enough money to survive, which kind of goes back to the point I was making earlier, right? Um, as you mentioned, DJs generally only play the tunes once anyway. So I, I think there's, there's a question there about how beneficial it is to promo when you get in a limited kind of promo return, right? Mm. Um, also, there doesn't appear to be any stations or DJs who have an influence on the scene, TM, at the moment. Um, <laughs> TM added in for Brains' benefit there. Thank uh, you. Currently, the, <laughs> currently, the best promo is Beatport, Stroke Juno, Stroke tra- Track Source, Charts, etc. I'm also of the opinion, that's an interesting point to come back to, that is right there. I'm also of the opinion that no matter what level a DJ is at, they should be constantly looking for new music themselves rather than waiting for it on a plate. Digging for tunes should be part of the culture for a DJ, whether digital or vinyl. Take a bow, Strictly Flavor, for nailing it on the head. I think he deserves a round of applause for that because several very well-made points, and I fully agree, like that last point. I know you do as well because you love to dig, don't you? Um, I find great satisfaction. Even, even though I'm not really playing out, I haven't played out in a long time, I still take, take great satisfaction in stumbling across the little gem. We do it all the time to each other, right? We text each other like, have you heard this yet? And it's almost mm-hmm. like a competition to see who can draw for the most obscure fucking random tune from the, 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 the furthest part of the world and make the other one go, oh, shit, that's really good. I'd miss that. That's part of it. And that's, that's kind of lost. That is I, mean, lost. It's, it's, I mean, it's a good point what you're saying about how there's no DJs that you can really look up to as the person that's leading the sound. It's like, when I was coming up way, way back, you know, I'd be listening to like Heartless Crew on Mission and whatever font he was playing, I knew I needed to have them tunes in my bag. And it'd be like key kind of shows, um, Swirly, Swirly on Magic with Starkey and Precious, the, the uh, Supreme team, used to love them. Like, they, they, you'd listen to the tunes they were dropping and it's like, I know I need to have them tunes in my bag. And they were kind yeah. of, they, they, they were people that I would look up to as a DJ to know, right, they know their stuff and I love what they're doing. And I want to, uh, not well, in some instances I wanted to emulate them, but, but they helped me kind of pick the tunes that I wanted. But, it, but then in the second breath, I, you'd go digging. So it used to be nice where you'd go in a record shop, you'd buy the tunes that you like, and you'd go to radio and then you'd see other DJs and then they'd be like, oh, have you heard this tune? Have you heard that tune? I, I used to, one guy used to go through my bag whenever I'd turn up just to see what I'd bought <laughs> to make sure that I was making the cut to the kind of to his level. Um, uh, and but then every now and again you go like uh, uh, there was one DJ Half Pint used to be on the station I was on and I remember I played a tune and he's like oh you got this one DJ yeah I bought this one too like it was nice when you saw you had similar taste um, and you'd both but like you know you'd only both would have heard that independently in a record shop rather than kind of copied like whoever was playing the hottest tunes that week kind of thing so that yeah it's like I, I try and keep that alive by listening to as much fresh stuff as I can and I think SoundCloud's great for discovery and then failing that, Juno's there as well, as I said. But I mean, I am very one of very few people that torture themselves um, that much to get that much bleeding edge music. 
Yeah, I see the effort you put in, and and it's admirable um, and unenviable because I wouldn't fancy committing as much time as you do. I, I I keep my ear to the ground best I can, but I do rely on, as we've discussed on the podcast many times, release radars, discover weekly. Like I I, I kind of combine a few different things to kind of make it a bit easier just to fit into my schedule. But yeah, it's time consuming, and perhaps that's what it perhaps that's what it is that puts people off. Perhaps it's just a culture that is born of the generation that we are now. Like the, it's not just music that's that's consumed this way, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's it's TV, films, it's everything. It's just that's modern lifestyle. Um, but unfortunately, I think there are kind of negative impacts on that if you're a true muso and a real head, you know, part, part of the scene, and you, and you, you know. It's uh, it's one of those things. Um, yeah, but that's the testament valid, of being a good, a good DJ, right? The good, a good yeah, DJ. Yeah, absolutely. Digs, and I'm I think not disagreeing. It's like it's like it's it's, it's, it's like I've heard like where someone would be like, oh yeah, I'll just go and torrent the top 100 from Beatport, and then that's how I get all my tunes. I've literally heard people tell me that before. And this like, what sort of kind of creativeness are you getting in your set if you're just playing the most sold shit yeah. that everyone else is playing? It's like okay, first of all, you're a skid for not like supporting artists, but like it's just there's no creativity to it. Where are you going to get the uniqueness if you're just playing out the mo- like the same shit everyone else is? It's so, it's so like uninspiring um, and lazy. Yeah, right, yeah. It's interesting. Interesting because I was I was listening to um, I, don't, I don't make it. I don't routinely listen to Kiss, but I was out driving the other night and um, I, I, I was flicking and, and 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 Majestic was on and he had Joel Corey on as guest on his show. And it, it was like a little summary of the year roundup and he was interviewing Joel Corey because he's got a new tune out or something to that effect. And they were talking about DJing. And obviously the, 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 the demographic that they're booked to play for and that they're marketing their sets towards craves a certain kind of sound. Uh, and I think it's a testament to what you just said in that what they were talking about was obviously the experience of being a DJ, learning what works in a room, learning how to read a room. But also they were talking about having certain tunes that they rely on. And, and essentially they were talking about the familiarity and the benefit of playing familiar tunes and what that does for the, for the ravers. And, and, and a lot of the tunes that they were picking out are revamps of old tunes or revamps of classic tunes, right, on that basis. And obviously that's a, that's a different conversation piece altogether. You could go yeah. around talking about that all day. But it's fascinating because you've, all, you've almost, you, you're, you're a different type of DJ, aren't you? And, and obviously so is Strictly Flavour. You're a different DJ to that because you're not necessarily looking, you, you don't want to book in to go and play at a festival. Well, I'm not saying you don't want to book in to go and play at a festival. I'm sure <laughs> if somebody offered you 10 grand to turn up and play at Reading, I'm sure you would jump at the opportunity. But you're not looking to go and appeal to that Mersh crowd and play that same stuff that gets rammed down their, th- their throats all day, every day on radio, because that's not, that's not your market. That's not what you want to do. You're talking about being a completely different type of DJ. And it's almost like there's, there's different types of DJs, isn't there? Am I making sense yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what the point I'm trying to make? And I feel like you fall into a different bracket to, to maybe your Majestic and Joe Corey. And that's not to criticise them, by the way. That's not to say that either one is right or wrong. You're just a diff- you, 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 you want different things from the experience. But I totally get, and I'm more in line with what you're saying, I don't want to, and maybe it's part of the reason that I don't go to clubs so much anymore. I think there was a, I got tired, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, right? I got tired of going to garage nights and hearing the same old tunes. And it wasn't that the tunes weren't good. It's just that there's a whole raft of tunes that weren't getting played that I would rather have been hearing. And like, you can only listen to the same thing so many times. If I go somewhere, if I turn on the radio, if I go on Spotify, if I go on SoundCloud, if I'm browsing, I'm looking for new stuff because that soothes part of my soul. That's what I crave. Uh, I, I can't, I struggle to kind of wrap my head around the fact that history's on at 11 till 12 every morning and there are people who routinely listen in every day and I'm not criticising them for that. That's their thing. I just can't quite get on board with 
why someone would want to just repeatedly listen to the same stuff constantly. Mate, they've got a whole history station, you know that, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. It's, um, I I know that's, you know, there's, 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 there's a market there for it, isn't it? So obviously there's a lot of people that would say I'm chatting shit and disagree with me and fair play to them. It's just, it's not for me. I don't think it's for you and I don't think it's for Strictly Flavour and I think that's the that's what we're getting at here. I did I did want to just touch actually on the point you made about currently the best promo is Beatport, Juno and Traxxor's charts. That's an interesting point. That's, you know, I, I, we, we've talked at length about distribution in recent episodes, right? I'm relatively new to the game of of being on those platforms with my, with my Riddler stuff and the self-release stuff and kind of pushing to get playlisted on those. But it's a very interesting point that he makes, obviously strict flavour, um, as we've identified earlier when we were talking about the awards. Vast, vast, vast experience that label has. It's a, it's a massive back catalogue of consistent, regular, high-quality releases. And he's identified over the years that, at the moment, the best promotion you can get for your releases for Beatport Juno or Traxxas to pick it up as one of their tunes of the month or releases of the week or feature it that that has a big impact in your sales i i've got minimal experience with that as i say but i have noticed that with some stuff i've put out recently onto those platforms where they've been featured it does seem to elevate the sales numbers and we're not talking about numbers that are going to mean i'm i'm uh, able to buy a mansion or anything but it does elevate <laughs> those numbers noticeably noticeably above what they would otherwise be um interestingly incidentally also i know we discussed Radio One plays uh, a few months back now, and you were kind of questioning what that does for someone. I've noticed that those Radio One plays, and I don't want to kind of go against what you were saying back then, but like you, you kind of posed the question, what does that do for you? I have noticed <clears throat> Radio One plays will bump sales up. So, uh, so just, just to kind of sort of slightly different offshoot to this conversation, but like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a benefit. Um, but uh, interesting, that point. Um, on, on the chart. It's great feedback all round um, from Strictly Flavour. So thank you so much for, for getting in touch. For um, sure. The only other feedback I was going to mention was just to big up Ultra G because um, he's been hitting us up on all our channels. I think he's gone back through and I think he said on one of the, the YouTube videos he's got, gone back through and listened to the full back catalogue of In The Garage episodes. So big up yourself, bro. Right. Um, he obviously has a lot of time on his hands or a very boring job, but I'm um, Please, that what we're doing is helping you get through the day, man. It's all good. And, and if we can point them in the direction of a few good new tunes, that's what this is all about, Cringing right? at that. Those, those couple of times when the audio was... Yeah, yeah. Audio cringe. Not- Apology, apologies for the earlier <laughs> episodes, yeah. <laughs> st- that's always the way with the pilot, right? I feel like we're finding we're still, our feet yeah, now. We're, well, we're still finding our feet now, mate. It's, uh, it's, yeah. We had a technical breakdown in the middle of this one. We're going to have to edit out at some point. We'll fix that in post. Um, yeah so if you want to give us uh, feedback you can send it on all of the crazy social social channels that we've got like Insta and Twitter we're at in the UK garage uh, or you can email us good old fashioned uh, telegraphic email telegram fax type thing uh, feedback <laughs> at in the UK garage dot com um, don't forget you can find all the places to subscribe over there as well at, uh, in the UK garage dot com uh, from iTunes to Androids to to Amazon podcast stores. Who knows? And um, and be sure to hit up in the ukgarage.com forward slash recommends to uh, stumble across our Spotify playlist. Uh, this month, I was, I was just going to make the point. Actually, I will be um, updating it with the twenty tracks that we ran through at the start of the podcast. Uh, but I'm also going to pick twenty, you know, a load of the tracks from the awards that we just discussed 
So it's going to be a mix of brand spankers, new music that you need to hear, and the best bits from this year. So if that's not worth a follow, I don't know what is. Good luck with that, mate. Glad you're in charge of the Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that was that was a that was a big one. Merry, Merry Christmas! That I can't believe we made it to the end. I didn't think we was going to get it started, to be honest. But we're here. <laughs> Good work, mate. Solid work, I, I, and, and big up yourself because I know you've put a lot of lot of work, not not just on this episode over the course of the year into the, the sort of more technical elements of, of, of streaming and the video and all of that stuff that's kind of a bit, a bit above my head. Um, so I appreciate appreciate your brains, appreciate you, appreciate your selections and your input, and it's always good to sit down and, and gas. I mate. mean, we each just play to our strengths, right? Um, you're, you you make the banging intro jingle and make the audio sound relatively <laughs> decent. Um, say relatively, obviously not the first episode, but yeah, everything else sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> I just thank you for your for your ears and and everything else. Um, but yeah, I think we uh, we we can wrap it up there, sir. Um, Thank you so much. Have a great Christmas and, and a good new year if I don't speak to you. Indeed, mate. I'll see you in 2022. Cool, we got <laughs> And long may, long may the, the good music and, and bants continue, mate. It's we've all got, good. We've got to do this all again next year. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that's listened um, over the years, or if you just caught this episode, big up for getting to the end without falling asleep. Uh, and we will see you in, in the next one next year. Layers. You get me? In the garage with fanatics and brains. <laughs>